0: Hello and welcome back to the Keeper Lip Podcast with me, your host Tara Gallagher. Okay, so hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper Lip Podcast. Today I have my first ever client with me. It has been a long ride. I am very grateful for the next podcast that we're about to record right now because it means a lot to me. Because Tres, who's going to introduce herself in a second believed in me before anyone else did and we had a great journey together. We coached with each other I think it was for 13 months over a year anyway. Thirteen Yeah Um, and that was back whenever I was a full-time radiographer and I was studying to become a personal trainer and an online coach and Tres reached out to me and I'm so glad she did because you wouldn't even believe how much she has progressed and it is my honor
1: to have her on the podcast today. So hey Tres, introduce yourself. Hi Tara, thanks so much for having me here today. Um, so, yes, my name is Tres, I am from a small village in Canali, County Fermanagh. So, I'm about 15 minutes away from Tara. And um, me and Tara know each other a long time, I'd say probably seven or eight years. It's through school, wasn't it? Yeah. School, yeah. yeah. economics class. <laughs> economics class, I remember. Um, so, uh, I know Tara a long time. Obviously, we went in separate directions with our career. We both went to university and stuff, but um, I actually had kept in contact with Tara, different messages on Instagram and stuff. I had seen that she had started up her Instagram page, which at the time was
0: Fit Foodaholic. Am yes. I right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So um, I know we're going to get a little bit more into like what my like what I was at before. I was doing coaching with you but um, I guess I reached out to Tara because I kind of hit a plateau you could say I just wasn't really enjoying the gym anymore I didn't I seen all this stuff online about calorie deficit but nobody wants to explain what it was I had no idea what it was so I reached out to the Fit Foodaholic and I met his Tara to say would you be interested in taking me on as a client and yeah that's, that's it kind started. of how it started yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah so me and trey's like
0: she said we've been friends for um a long time before that but we weren't really in each other's lives very much it was more like instagram masters and stuff because i lived in london she was still um in ireland so it wasn't that we were like best friends or anything we obviously we have very much similar energy and we always got on really well but it was just that we weren't in the same friend groups and stuff so back then i was always sharing my stuff online and then trey reached out to me and i was like okay Um, let's come to a bit of an because I was always helping people for free I was like let's come to a bit of an agreement like we'll um, go sorry I was playing your voice note by accident there Um, we will start coaching as I'm like studying and this will be like a learning process for me and a learning process for you Um, and I was like I'll give you my all if you give me your all and that's where we went from and you were with me 13 months later and the transformation in you is just (laughs) absolutely mental like it's absolutely <laughs> insane which we'll get into yeah. so I kind of want to bring it back to the very start because it's not just really about physique or anything like that it's more like you as a general person like you've always been such high energy and like I was ob- obsessed with the fact that you ever wanted to be coached by me but like you have completely shifted yourself in the past two years I would say um let's okay. bring it back to the very start of your journey like you said there at the start you were you came with the goal of a bit of fat loss Mm-hmm. And you wanted to kind of understand the calorie deficits. Like, what had you tried before? And like, how you tried before?
1: Yeah, so to kind of bring it back, um, going back as far, like I was probably, I listened to most of your podcasts. And even when we, you were coaching me, I can remember like you saying, you know, I done all the yo-yos as well. So I was very much so, I had an event coming up. You eat as little as possible. I done, you remember the whole no carbs before marbs and all this stuff. I actually said that <laughs> on a question box the other day. And I was like- Is that something? Yeah, I like embarrassing, but I was one of those and I yo-yoed and my weight always did yo-yo. I couldn't understand why my weight did yo-yo so much. I guess over time I realized, we'll go into that later about polycystic ovaries and stuff, but that I was diagnosed with them. But I definitely had no, all I knew was lose weight quickly. Then the minute that your event comes on, you put it back on. So what happened was school, I was fine. I was pretty maintainable went to university put on a bit of excess weight as everybody does I think then what the big turning point was I moved to Australia for my placement year and I probably was a little bit lost homesick there was so much happening Um, and I put on a lot of weight and um, probably just wasn't myself at all to be honest when I think back to that time and that's why even seeing people move away I'm like you know you, it's not always the grass is always greener is what yeah. I always say so I put on a lot of weight due to a lot of different things and then I traveled on my way back I done Bali Indonesia which is in Bali, in Bali obviously um, and I done Thailand and again I put on loads loads of weight so when I came back from Australia and the traveling I was like right I need to do something here so i started doing i done my final year in university i was sick of drinking i was like i'm getting my life together now and i started going to the gym at my sister like once or twice a week i lived with her up when i'd done my final year in university so that was kind of the first introduction to like resistance training weight training mm-hmm. Um, so i couldn't understand that all these hit workouts that i had been doing all my life that you can still tone up while you're doing resistance training you know as long as you're in a calorie deficit etc yeah, yeah. etc so then, COVID hit. I was doing really, really well. COVID hit, and I went and I purchased myself a way home gym, which um, I don't know how, but I best investment ever. So I guess go fast forward. Then a few months, or maybe it could have been the following year, but I was kind of going out to the gym. But like that, I didn't have like any strict program. I was probably pushing myself really hard in the gym. You know, coming in in the evenings, checking that I have abs. No getting sickened with myself so that is then where I reached out (laughs) to Tara (laughs) that is then when I reached out to Tara and I just needed an overall mindset change like in every department and I reached out to Tara I seen what she was doing and she just seemed to have she's on so much energy and she just knew exactly what she was talking about and she gave so much knowledge which I loved and that's kind of how my journey started with you
0: yeah yeah um. No, that's so true because I like Trace said. Like I was through all of that myself before we started. That's why it was such a good journey for. Like I suppose I was just a few steps ahead of you nearly in that, and then I started bringing you right. through the portion of it, and I was like, "This is genuinely what works" because I can see it in myself, and now I have Trace, who's literally a replica of that. Um, and it's mm-hmm. that whole mindset shift of like, it's not get, doing hit workouts and cutting your calories shit on low just before you go on an event, that doesn't work in the long term. So like the sooner you just admit it to yourself that it doesn't work and try mm. something different that yes, might be a bit slower, but will get you lasting results a lot longer and actually yeah. quicker is the way forward. Like I I understand it's because of the diet culture we've been brought up in, but I'm like, the answers are there. Why are people not listening to them? That's but so also good. you did say it yourself, like it's very easy for a coach and even for myself to come on and be like, go into a calorie deficit, But it's hard for somebody not just to work that out, because like, let's be realistic, you could work that out online, but the accountability of it, understanding how you can actually implement it in your life and still live your life without being obsessed with it. And all the little hacks, like they're very hard to come by unless you're somebody who is very invested in it yourself, like I was and taught myself or you get yourself a coach. And that's kind of just like the facts of it. Some people will be able to do it by themselves, but majority of people won't be able to do it. And there's no harm in being like, I need a little bit of help here. So even when you reach out to me, you're just like a little bit of guidance, a little bit of like, what do I do is all you need. And then you ended up changing your entire life.
1: And I find out (laughs) literally... (laughs)
0: <laughs> um but yeah how would you say like if I said like because I I say that and I I, I I you always say to me like uh, you have a big role to play in, and I'm like I'm oh thanks but like you know it's all you because you did the hard work but how would you say that you've changed not just physique because you did come for fat loss but you stayed for a lot more so we went through like fat loss phases we went through maintenance phases we went through a little bit more fat loss we moved away from tracking we Mm -hmm. had a complete change of values because you went absolutely girl boss for a quick period of time. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So all changed. But yeah, how would you say you have, you feel like you've
1: changed? I would say that genuinely, I know it says, you know, you're a different person, but for me, it's put the physique aside and, you know, your gym training. But for me, it was such a mindset change. Okay. And how I would say this, and it took me a long time to actually grasp it, right? But Tara, you took this approach, right? And I think sometimes, you know, Tara, you understood things like I was faced with so many things to hit me that we will talk about in my personal life and stuff. But I think a lot of the reason of why people can't make a change, right? And they, I sound like I'm a coach now, but no, genuinely, I believe I this, like, right? To... <laughs> it's so cute. I'm obsessed. <laughs> but I swear. I think the biggest mind shift was what what people have and what the issue is with why so many people aren't succeeding in their goals is we have this culture that we think we're all victims, okay? So I can't do this because, you know, this happened or, you know, this has happened in my life and this has happened in my life. And everything then comes back to being a victim. And this holds you back so much than what you can ever imagine holds you back. See, whenever you flip that energy of being like, I'm a victim, you know, Changing from I'm a victim to be like, this is my life and my responsibility. Whatever's been thrown at me, I just have to grab it by the horns and go. Your life changed, and all of a sudden, everything starts making more sense. So, the things that are really, really hard, all of a sudden, you're not putting any more energy into being like, oh, why is this happening to me? Yeah. You're more so like, you know, okay, this is happening. How can I get over it? Yeah. And it is building a really strong, resilient mindset. And I would say, you definitely taught me that so much that I probably came on as a victim so many times and you were like look Trace you know not I'm not scaring anybody to be like Tara's like don't do this but over time you were just like even I know I'm gonna we we'll speak about it later but obviously I've done a long distance relationship and there's so many times I come on I was like you know I'm just really missing this weekend and all and you were like okay you both want to be with each other get over it go to the gym and just get on with it you know in the nicer way than that do you know what I mean? and whenever you change your mindset to that it does make such a difference and then number two what the big thing that changed is patience this is the second biggest thing that I cannot like phantom how important this is yeah like patience like this is I say like this is all these you know the only thing that's gonna add the difference between you and somebody else that has become super fit or changed your life is patience and consistency obviously and I can remember you know starting off the deficit and I'd like that after three or four weeks you know expecting you know to see everything and you just being like Tres, please trust me please trust me please trust me and now like now how I've changed so much is because if I do a goal that I want to let's just say a, a performance goal I want to hit 100 kg deadlift let's just say you know I'm not being like okay well I'm putting a deadline on that What I might change of mindset is, is I am going to implement all these factors into my uh, gym routine, into my diet, until I hit my hundred. You know, I'm not putting a deadline on it, and that would, I'd say, that's what I'd say is the two biggest things that has probably changed my life and completely changed me as a person as well.
0: Yeah, no, that's so lovely to hear, but it is so true. Like the coach, the coachy becomes the coach. It's so true, and I think you can replicate that into all areas of your life as well, Mm -hmm. like you know that hard work and anything comes and like you are a girl boss and always have been so it was just implementing that into a different area of your life because that's the thing is some people yeah. can, can not be a victim in some areas of their lives but can be victims in other areas but when you realize mm-hmm. the ball is actually in your own court and mm-hmm. it's up to you like for context like Trey's we'll talk about it even now like you went through a lot in the periods of time that we work together so Trez is in a long distance relationship, um, in a very serious relationship, and then he moved away, and she was at home, and it was really difficult. And we also kind of resonated on that quite a lot because I also went through a long distance relationship with my boyfriend for a year, um, during COVID, where we didn't see each other, and I know what it felt like. So that also did help with like the empathizing of it, but it also like Trace said, sometimes I was like, yeah, but Trez, you're missing him's not going to change. So what mm-hmm. can we do and what can we control around that? And that's how you were able to get the results that you did get. And then I was even saying to you, like, you're such a strong character. Like now, like you're so strong. Like, and Luke is so strong as well. Like, <laughs> sorry, name dropping. Yeah,
1: I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he loves that.
0: <laughs> um, they are both such strong characters that when you come together in a relationship, you're like, I know what I want and I know who I am. And now we like come together and it's even better. So like, yeah, whilst... I know like it probably even sounds like mindset and like it obviously is to do with nutrition and training, but that obviously comes along with the good mindset and coaching Mm -hmm. whilst people think it's just macros and training programs. It's so much mindset work and it's so much reframing and it's so much. Like, you can't do this, but what can you do? So, like, what you said there literally is responding rather than reacting. So, this mm-hmm. has happened in my life now. Instead of dwelling on it and thinking, I'm a victim, how do I overcome that? So, if anyone is listening to this, being like, fuck, maybe I'm a bit victim mode sometimes, and we all get into victim mode. Don't get me wrong. Like, I still yeah. do it sometimes. And like, you definitely still <laughs> do it sometimes. 100%. Yeah. It's having the awareness to be like, mm, why am I acting like, you know, this isn't my life that I'm in control of like you are in control of it and it looked different for everybody because everyone's circumstances are different Mm -hmm. but you can just do your best and that's why you should never compare because even with your journey we'll talk about just like obviously you were saying there about PCOS was something that you got diagnosed Mm -hmm. with as well and I know a lot of people out there who have PCOS struggle a little bit with their weight um obviously for some reasons that are linked to pcos but also for a lot of reasons that are linked to the victim mentality like being realistically honest which is kind of a hard pill to swallow because sometimes when you have a diagnosis you get to give it blame Mm -hmm. and i'm not taking away from the fact that it isn't a little bit harder and there isn't a little bit of things that you can do but how did you find that like in your journey how how it felt for you
1: (sighs) Um. Well, obviously, how first of all, I knew it that I was diagnosed because I know even I've met so many people. FYI, guys, dropping. I live in Dubai now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but I've 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 met so many people over here, girls over here. Obviously, now that I'm into the gym, I'm meeting so many more people, girls that are into the gym or whatever. And you know, I'm seeing. You know, we obviously women now we're talking about. <laughs> menstrual cycles and everything like that. And a lot of them are bringing to the awareness being like, how did you know you had it? So I think it's important to know. So when I was about 19, 20, you probably remember this. All of a sudden I went from having no spots to having like severe acne. And I was like, what the hell? And now whenever I was like 16 or 17, that's when I first got my time of the month. So that was really late for a woman anyway, because like you can get it from as young as P6. So I always knew there was something not right. So after I got the acne come out, I went to a skin, I don't know what they're called, but the people, dermatologists, yes. And I, she looked at my skin and she said, you know, burn into, you know, taking into a lot of different factors. Uh, she was like, I think you need to go and get checked polycystic ovaries. Anyway, I went and got put on the list and finally got checked. And yes, I did have polycystic ovaries. It kind of all made sense. Now dealing with it, um, I don't mean to burst anyone's bubble. It's not the hardest thing in the world. You know, you can, you know, overcome it. Okay. Um, definitely. The biggest thing that you can do is start to do resistance training or strength training, and that is huge for it. And your lifestyle, obviously, what your your nutrition, fats. To, I don't go into overly much depth with that, but definitely don't starve yourself from fats because I know it's important for PCOS. And yeah. um, and just your general activity level. And um, now, over time, as I've educated myself a little bit and with the help of Tara, during my time of the month, I get extremely bad back pain, and it knocks me out for maybe three or four days. So. This week is the week before my time of the month comes. So what I'll do this week to control it, because it's all about controlling what you can control, I will make sure I get my four or five gym sessions in. Come next week, if that's only two or three, due to my cycle, that's fine because I've made up for it this week, if you know what I mean. So that's how I've learned to cope with it. There's no other way, really. Well, there may be other ways, but.
0: Well, that's it. It's because like with PCOS, a lot of the time there's just more scaremongering. And I think like the not the victim mentality, but at the end of the day, like for people with PCOS or for people who don't have PCOS, like uh, you still need to be in a calorie deficit in order to lose body fat. Now, there are some variabilities, like you need to make sure that your fats are maybe a little bit higher. People also find that if they eat a little bit higher fat, a little bit higher protein, cut back a little bit on the carbs, not don't eat carbs, just keep them a little bit lower that they find it more beneficial for them. Um, and then also resistance training and in general when you have PCOS and a lot if you are a little bit overweight and you lose body weight like that does so much for your overall health and your symptoms and I said that to you I remember I was like Tris you don't actually realize how much you're doing for your body and as well with resistance training the risk of osteoporosis so like having low bone mineral density when you're older is reduced as well so like it's a win-win and if anything like I know you're like I don't want to make it like burst anyone's bubble but empowering that she's able to have done this you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. you never stood on your way and you never were like I have this this is like I'm different like we were just like how do we work it around you and sometimes it's trial and error because there's people out there with PCOS who wouldn't even notice and then there's other people have severely different symptoms it's like some people have really bad cravings on their period other people don't at all so blankets yeah. and things isn't helpful for anyone that's why you need to kind of work personally with someone but there's no like magic secret that makes it any easier like no matter who you are or what your medical conditions are the science is that you need to be in a caloric deficit in order to get there but how you do that might look a little bit different and that's empowering because you can still do it and you can still look after yourself and you never use that as an excuse so I appreciate it a lot (laughs) how could you not with that mindset um what I was gonna say you are and you have actually moved from so you were living in Ireland you obviously had Mm -hmm. a relationship and now you're in Dubai
1: reunited yes Yes. (laughs) how do you find it being back it's so good. I'm loving Dubai. Absolutely loving it. Um it's super hot here at the minute. I hate being one of these people that complain about the heat, but it's kind of like um it's kind of like an Irish weather here, as in you can't really do much because it's like the opposite of being really cold. It's really, really hot. Um but I'm I, again just working in the routine getting up walking or going to my gym getting home walking home before the heat kicks in works and stuff but um, yeah it's getting on great I'm working from home at the moment I'm still working for um, the company back in Ireland my family business which I'm so lucky to be able to do and yeah it's, it's brilliant over here it's so nice and it's great living with Luke as well
0: yeah you deserve it you deserve it because it's not easy man doing a long distance and stuff like that but if anything you definitely invested the time in yourself um whilst you're at home and like never <clears throat> let it hold you back because that could be a thing that you're like I'll wait until like two months before I go to Dubai to do like a fat loss fees or whatever and as well as that with the Dubai thing Trey's traveled a lot to and from Dubai um and had a lot of times where like maybe Luke came home and you know yourself when somebody comes back you're like more likely to go out and do things that are kind of not in your regular routine but you always were able to adapt around that so when Trez would go and stay with Luke and stuff we would just adapt the gym program to that or we'd be like have a little bit more fun out there you know you can enjoy it like controller controllables when you're there because she went multiple times a year and you were able to boss that how did you find going away on routine
1: Well, I probably, I love routine. So, you know, coming over here, it was great having that, you know, because when I was coming over here, Luke was still working a lot of the time. So, you know, like that, you have to be independent. You can't be long. And, you know, when you're coming home from work, you have to, you know, be like, okay, I need to go to the gym or I want to get my steps in. So look, it was just adapting. And the biggest thing is control your controllables. So if I couldn't get to the gym focus on getting a good night's sleep focus on if you're going out and eating all the time which happens focus on getting high protein in your meals like it was just the simple things that you can control that whenever you are let's just say back home into the thick of it that you're just like oh I'm not starting from scratch again I'm just going to take off where I left off yeah exactly 100% and that's it.
0: it's like in the moment sometimes those things seem so insignificant because it's not what we do on one single day but it's what we do on a multitude of days that adds up so you think it doesn't matter but like it all does compound effect in the latter um, and that's what patience is there for but you need patience while doing um, and if you can just get into that kind of it's a bit mundane like people think you need to change it and that's also what happens a lot when people start with like coaching as well like you're kind of like what now and you're like no no no, not what now just more of what you're doing and then they kind of like well it, this isn't hard enough so I'll stop but actually beauty is in that and then when you feel really motivated you can fly with it and then when you don't feel motivated you have to just get up and you have to get on with it like there's days and hours that you want to get out there also like when we say Trace had a home dream like she had like a garage that had a squat rack and a bench like it wasn't glam and you were <laughs> out there in the depths of winter and you never complained. Ugh. you were like it's yeah. grim but like I also need to get this and I like want to get out there like I'm not going to use that as an excuse so anyone who ever is like Ooh, but I don't want to go there it's cool like that's not an excuse either like you have to be willing to put in the work if you want to get the results yeah. and that is just matter of fact but obviously you have to be good to yourself along the way and still live your life because what's the point if you can't live your life along the way, you know, and that's yeah. also like a hard, not a hard pill to swallow, but like sometimes it doesn't make sense in your head because diet culture tells you it has to be quick and fast and strict. Whenever you yeah. have to like realize it's slow and steady and consistent, you're like, what? <laughs> that's yeah. actually how it works. And with the mm-hmm. mindset side of things, I know I don't know. Were you a journaler before I met you? Well, no, was- never, was definitely not. No, nope. I feel like you. I feel like you were, but maybe you weren't. So yeah, journaling is something I introduced to Therese. Um For anyone who doesn't know what journaling is, it's so simple and it sounds so simple that it sounds stupid. Does that make sense? Like yeah. it's literally taken out of a book or a pen or even your iPhone notes. I even actually sometimes voice note journal myself. Um, mm. I have, I'm have i looking at it here. I've got like, <laughs> sw- like 12 journals sitting on my desk and I'm like Taurus. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I was gonna say, but, yeah, basically just taking the thoughts out of your head, putting them on paper, and you can use that as reframing for like gratitude journaling, like picking out the good in the day, and just kind of figure out what's going on in your own head. Like, I think it's a free form of therapy, and I think everyone should do it. and I say that because obviously it doesn't replace therapy. but like some people can't afford therapy in the first place. So like, this is free, why not try it? And also we have such a strong, like you talked about earlier, victim mindset. We have such a strong negativity bias. It's just like, that's the way our brains are literally wired. Like I have noticed so much since I came home, like it's like the the news is on and it's bad news. And then like somebody in the village has like cousins, uncles, brothers, sisters, cousins, cat died. And that was related to somebody's (laughs) sisters, brothers, uncles, sisters, dog who also got sick because he swam in the lake like it's just constant negativity all of the time and they don't even yeah is it and i'm like no but this is now like conditioned in your brain pathways to just like negatively think this like or for example it would be a situation like you said like like say you forgot your lunch, you would automatically negatively bias to be like, well, what's the point anymore? Like, there's no point I forgot it. When really you could just go into the shop and buy something else and be like, well, I've got that for tomorrow. Happy days don't have to cook for tomorrow. Like journaling really helps you recreate the neural pathways to be a little bit more positive. First of all, to see what's in your head, get it out, become more aware of it and then start to respond rather than react. And then Mm -hmm. also when you start gratitude journaling, so write down what you're grateful for, especially in the morning, there's so much science to support that like it literally rewrites your neural pathways which is insane when you realize that you can do that because you know yourself like when you started doing that you're kind of like this is why am I doing this This is so stupid I feel like an Mm -hmm. idiot and then you start doing it and you're like oh my god like now I see the good in every day and like I can see this like positivity in every day and I would say like fat loss and like the gym aside doing that in itself for anybody is so good like it should be taught in school 100% yeah 100%
1: 100% yeah I, I actually have to laugh at you there just when you're on about the small mind mentality this is an example I just find it so funny I rang my mum the other day and um, she was like I was like oh there's a Eid holiday which is like a Muslim holiday over here in Dubai next week and I was like we're off for a few days and mum's like where are you planning going and I was like Africa Zanzibar potentially and she got back to me she's like oh there's a massive war in Africa do not go to Africa and like, I, I was like Oh my goodness. And she's like, are you not watching the news? And it made me think, I was like, I have no idea what is happening in the news and I do not miss it. So I went on to Google because I was then, I was like, and I put in Zanzibar War war, and it was like in 1747, there was a war. There's been no traces of a war since. I was like, like, (laughs) (laughs) it just reminded me so much of being home i was like that is it but obviously i love my mom so much but that was just it just
0: laughed no but it's so true like honestly and i said this to like Mm -hmm. mom and dad i was like like they are they're so used to like watching the news all the time it's in the background of all the time and i'm so annoyed um and i i don't watch the news they're like you need to be clued in i'm like i'll be clued in on what i need to hear but also catastrophizing every single situation like where is the day and hour they're gonna put a happy segment on the news like what went well in the world today you know yeah, I know why is that not there it's everything's negative if you read papers tabloids everything is just so toxic like it could be raining in Ireland which it rains all of the time it'll be like yeah. we so- r- <laughs> cannot go outside
1: like what? oh it's raining <laughs> What? Like, yeah I know it's so true and like I do laugh because obviously if we hit over like 25 degrees you know it's water hose bands it's like you know don't go outside Make sure you're wearing sunscreen but yet you know people in Dubai are able to still function on 50 degree heat and still, you know what I mean? Like it's fine. But anyway, yeah, that, that is definitely one part of it. But in terms of journaling, journaling, I journal every single day. It's came part of my routine. You got me into journaling at the start. And like that, when you started, you were like Trace, you know, for the first two weeks, you're going to be like, I feel like a bit of a twat writing into this. And which I did, I was a bit like, what do I say? Now, my personality is, and I'm different, quite different than my family is when I get stressed, I I'm not really a talker. I hold it all in and I just like deal with it in my head. And then, you know, it'll probably like, I probably burst or I'll just go really low, feel really low. So for me, journaling, I never really, see if I had like a hundred things that was annoying me on my head right now. For me, I couldn't like start writing all them out because I would probably spiral then and I'd be like, I have so much in my head right now. And because I have about 20 million things happening in my head every second and thoughts, I was like, this doesn't, this isn't going to work for the way I journal it. So I kind of altered it to what suits me. So whenever I'm going through a really stressful time, like rather than like writing that down in my journal, like I just make a note to be like, I have a lot in my head at the moment, but it's okay. I'm going to get through it. And I will just leave it at that. And I'll not like dwell on the stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because I know journaling works for everybody. And then I always finish the day off with three things I'm grateful for every single day. And that comes into my head in everything that I do now. Like I could be literally looking at like something that I've never noticed before in my life. And I could be like, isn't that just amazing? Like Luke has always said that to me and it's probably changed in the last while. He's like, it's actually so hard to find somebody that like finds the beauty in the smallest of things. And I wasn't always like that. I used to take so much for granted. But since journaling, when you actually have three things to be grateful for every single day, you actually don't realize how lucky you are. So that's what the big thing about journaling is yeah 100 percent.
0: and like you said like sometimes because I know that that is so true some people when they start brain dump journaling they write it all down and then they start spiraling and they start to be like oh my god this is so much worse than I thought but it's not really about that I think whenever you do that it's like you need to also draw a line under it to be like mm-hmm. this is happening I'm aware of it now so now I'm going to action forward rather than this is awful. It's getting bigger on this page. What do I do now? You need to have like come away from the journaling being like, that's on the page. It doesn't need to be on top of me right now. It's like releasing the energy off your shoulders. Kind of like you said, like it's like talking to a friend about it. Sometimes it might even be just writing down, like saying like I've said it out loud in my head. And it's okay, mm-hmm. and it's okay, and this is what I can do, and I'm okay, and I will get through this, and not every day is a bad day. Because I think people think as well, like people, one hundred percent think that I live on cloud nine, that I'm like <laughs> buzzing all of the time, and I'm like, David, so not like that. I'm, like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I wish, but that's yeah. just not reality. But also, like, choose your battles. Like, you know, I'm not gonna make it any better, about, for myself, by sitting there being in victim mode feeling absolutely terrible like I'm like just see the good in the day the more you do that the more you'll start to see it so if you're ever like I don't know how to journal I feel really weird it's normal like when you first start mm-hmm. that there's no way that you are gonna continue like feeling okay this is right normal from the get-go no way like it's so weird you're like why am I writing this on so pointless but then you get into it and you're like oh actually this makes sense and then on the days you don't do it you miss it And sometimes I also find it's on the days that you really, really need it. You don't do it, but you should do it on those days. It's kind of like anything, like you're like, oh, can't be bothered today. No, like those are the days that you should do it. And three gratitude is great because it's super simple, super quick.
1: Mm -hmm. And it doesn't
0: need to be like, mad like people are like i'm grateful for and they're like i don't know what to be grateful for i'm like grateful for lights like street lighting great, like literally the small things that you think like yeah. grateful for the bin men because there's places that nobody collects the rubbish you know like mad yeah. things like that there and we're so so lucky and then when you see that you start to see the good in every day so journaling is amazing and also for context um Tres was with me for like thirteen months, but then she moved away to Dubai and she spread her wings. And clearly, it all <laughs> worked because she's still going. So, how do you feel like you're getting on now?
1: Yeah, So obviously, just like a while was it about two or three weeks before I left to Dubai, we yeah. kind of that that was when my coaching finished. Yeah. Um. And like it was actually really, I knew everything that I was doing, but I think because Tara was such like a, it was like one of those things. You know, when you get so used to them, it's yeah. hard. And I'm such a routine person. That I was like, oh my God, this can be so hard. And then it's one thing when you go and you do it on your own, you know, initially you're like, oh, am I going to be able to do this on my own? And then when I went and I done it on my own, I was like, you know, so much. Like, I cannot believe how much I still know. Do you know oh, what I mean? And you, know I
0: was, everything. you literally know oh, everything.
1: Right. What I will say, this is probably maybe a question that's coming up, but like, what I will say is with Tara, which I was so grateful for that I could, uh, do get coaching with Tara for so long but you know we done deficit we done maintenance and then we actually done for a short while a surplus as well because remember I wanted to really like get heavy with my weights and all and I absolutely went so hard with weights and everything which was amazing so I would say being able to understand those, different, those three different things and understanding how you feel when you're in a diff- deficit understanding how much better you feel when you're in a maintenance and stuff like that that has really been amazing for me since I've been going out on my own and then since coming to Dubai my number one thing was and Tara will know this I did never put me first I always put business and work before everything else it came before my boyfriend it came before my family it came before everything for so long and when I came to Dubai I was like I'm making a change now and this has to be more about me and what I'm happy about or what I'm I want for me so the gym is like non negotiables now I'm really Really into the gym at the minute because that's my value. Yeah, loving it. I am. I, it's the most. I just am loving the gym at the minute. I really, really am. Um, you know, it's one of those things, and I think it's it's very for listeners that I'm sure listen now. You know, it's you go on Instagram now, okay? And I don't know whether it's because I follow coaches or what it is, but I get a lot of coaches, whatever, and I feel. Going into the gym for some people is like their heaven. Okay. And they get that buzz. For me, going into Zara, I get a buzz. Yeah, yeah. Okay? That's like, so true. So true. I get I like when I walk into that Zara thing and I get these endorphins that is like scary. Then right, like it's crazy, right? It's so and true. then when it, it's so true. But I obviously then there's Luke and I know you as well. When you go into the gym, that's like your happy place. And yeah. like, you know. I Luke goes to the gym, like, if not six, seven days a week, like that is just his happy place, right? And that is the way it is. So I would think for a lot of people, they're like, oh, well, maybe the gym isn't for me because it's not my happy place, you know, because everybody else has their happy place. The gym isn't necessarily my happy place. However, you know, you do have to, you know, make things, change things to make it your happy place, if you know what I mean. Whether it be rewarding yourself at the end of it or just change your lifestyle a little bit. So for example, when I was at home, Monday to Friday was work, 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 work. I didn't want to hear, know about the gym because my work was just all I was thinking about. So on Saturday and Sunday, I made sure that they were the two days I went to the gym and I made it work for me rather than put me through the punishment of going to the gym in the morning and a full day's work. Like for a lot of people, they can't do it, yeah. whereas now My lifestyle has changed in Dubai, obviously. And, you know, I wake up to a blue sky every morning. It is a hell of a lot easier to get out. But now going to the gym, I've made a lot more of like a habit side of a thing. And yeah, I'm making it work. I know I'm not really making sense it, but I, what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to say to listeners and stuff is, you know, you don't have to always feel like the gym is your happy place, but after the second or third rep i promise you you it will be your happy place it's yeah. just the initially going to it is tough
0: yeah it is and that's also just a representation of like your values have changed so for example you said like when Trace first came she was definitely working on herself a little bit and then it went like career heavy for a long period of time and then we mm-hmm. went through the whole transition of like trying to explain just to Trace that like you know you're not going to be able to keep up the same intensity of what we were doing before with the calorie deficit like Your energy is already super low. Trace as somebody who really needs sleep um mm-hmm. and she doesn't get yeah. sleep. she does not function um yeah. it's so so important for pretty much everybody but like Trace was very open and honest to be like i can clearly see a difference in whenever i don't sleep and when i do sleep um, and that was things that we really looked after so monday to friday it was like right you go to work you just have to you know focus on your nutrition and your sleep and journal and that's you and then at the weekends we can you know get you into the strength training side of things because you also want that so it's doing a little bit of like what you have to do along with what you yeah. want in order to get the goals that you want because if Therese was like I really value this but I want to get like into a leaner physique and change that I'm like well you can't do that without physically going to the gym and, and strength training exercise yeah. in itself is obviously very good for everybody so it look different for everybody but if you genuinely want to change your physique what she's saying is you have to go to the gym you have to strength train in some form or another and that can be body weight And sorry I say gym but like obviously you can do it outside you can do it in your garage you can do whatever whatever it is as long as it's like a strength training style thing you will Mm -hmm. build muscle but you can't expect to get that from a HIIT workout you'll not get it and you'll not get it from just getting your steps and eating high protein it doesn't work like that that's not how your body works it needs a stimulus so um it's very true in saying that it looks easy for some people. And sometimes you can again victimize yourself and be like, why is it so easy for her? But I can't do it. It's because like the gym is my happy place and Zara's yours. Put me into Zara. and I would literally have a fucking brain hemorrhage because I'd be like, this is too stressful. You know, like, like I like that, that and let's leave. Whereas I could go to the gym for three hours and I'd be like, happy out. You know, everyone's happy place is so different. And that is really important to actually identify as well. That Like this doesn't have to be your life. It has to fit yeah. in your life. That's a different thing. 100%. Because some people want it to be their lives, but a lot of people don't. And that's also okay. So don't compare yourself online. And even with online, I know, I think I said that to you before, was just like, now that we're working together or whatever, like, I think it's super important to also hush other voices around you. You know what I mean? Like if you've invested in a coach and any coach, not just me, any coach and you're working with somebody and you believe in their beliefs, I would a lot of the time unfollow or mute other type style coaches who don't align with that value because you're going to get so crowded in your head and start questioning things. So for example, Mm -hmm. if you're like a lifestyle person who just wants to get into shape and like build a bit of muscle and improve your mindset, maybe you could come to me, right? But if you want to get on a stage in a bikini, you might want to go to a completely different coach, you know, whereas what we're saying probably does have underlying the same thing, but will contradict each other a lot. So don't ever you know, have too many voices in your head because Instagram is fucking insane. Like it's, yeah. insane. it's so hard to just see the- Yeah,
1: the yeah I, 100%. I do think it's becoming a lot better though. I think there was a lot of that, you remember 1200 calories and that's what you have to live off and all. I think a lot of that has been scrapped because so many online coaches have like brought them to the awareness to be like, you know, you can't say that, like everybody is grilled. But um, I do think it is definitely a much better platform you're getting to understand a lot more and um, but like coaching 100% needs to be like for look it's not it's not for everybody i 100% get that but if you do feel like if you do listen or you do follow tara and you do feel like you know i'm constantly trying and i'm just not succeeding or you know i don't fully understand this you don't have to do you know the 13 months like i done you know but just to yeah. get some sort of under understanding and what i would say is my number one thing and it probably took me so long to finally click, But I can remember you kept on saying, trust me, Trace, trust me. And what I say is, trust Tara. She knows, 100% she knows. Because I keep on remembering, and this was so true. I kept on remembering. It was the first time going to Dubai and obviously I hadn't seen Luke in months and I wanted to look, you know, all the unbelievable, the, you know, of course it was. I was wanting to look my best self ever. And I can remember me having so much pressure on myself and I was like, Tara, like, why do I not look like, this yet why do I not look like this and you kept on saying trust the process trust the process trust the process and then by the time I got to Dubai the first time I was over I was like oh my goodness like I cannot believe I must have changed and yet I doubted myself and you no. not as necessary to no, but you know no. I kept someone like Tara this isn't working this isn't working yeah. and then when I got there I was like oh my goodness this is amazing and the other thing that I will take away as well you stress so much, right? And people stress so much about, you know, how to look and everything like that. You said to me when I was going to Dubai, you were like, you're putting so much pressure on yourself now. And so much people do, you know, you want to be this size or you want to look like this. And I can remember it sticks to me. Something's just stuck with me. And this is one of the things you said to me, uh, Trias, who actually cares what size you are when you get to Dubai? And I can remember I actually sat back with that and I thought about it and I was like you said to me you're like like Luke just loves you like he doesn't care what size you are and I was like true and I was like I'm not one to be posting stuff on Facebook or Instagram by how so I was like I don't care about that stuff that's yeah. anyway and me I'm just going to be so happy to be with Luke so who am I actually putting this pressure on and then when I realized that you enjoy the process so much more
0: yeah so much Do you know what I mean 110 percent. people do put so much pressure especially summer like this will be going out like just in time for summer so like that is a good thing to take away as well it's just like you like honestly anybody who's there whether what no matter what body you're in like the people around you love you for you and you don't have to always love the body you're in it's not about that but accept where you are and don't be so hard on yourself because you're in at the present moment like why are you going away and torturing and it is torture because I've been there and I have stood in the mirror at a hotel when you're getting your bikini on before you go on holidays. And you're like, what? Oh, my God. How am I going to go out? Yeah. like this?" You feel terrible. But like those are all feelings. And when you actually realize that you actually do have a lot of control over how you let those feelings come in on you. um, It's a lot to do with like that voice in your head and that mindset that you have. But when you start to reframe things and actually question yourself sometimes, because like sometimes it's like you get a thought and you're like, is that right? Is that wrong? Like yeah. you don't know. And like our understanding that you can like challenge the inner voice in your head is so, so valuable as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm buzzing. Like when Trace came on the call, I was like, tell us to crack. But no, you actually did like so incredibly well. You always did. Trust me. You put yourself first. And also anyone listening to this like Trey's worked so damn hard like so hard so she deserved every single thing that she got and it took time everything took time like like she said we were together for 13 months we went through a variety of phases and one thing that Trey's actually learned was like the beauty of like maintenance of just being and like understanding mm. that your values change and that you can just work around your lifestyle and your life will change so you have to change with it and it's not always about being in a deficit to maintenance to to bulk and down and up and down like you can live in the beauty of it all and before Trace left I was like Tres, do you want to come away from tracking like you know you can trust yourself now and she's like no Tara like I really like tracking like tracking never impacted you I don't think at all um yeah that was something that we checked in with but then when you left you were you went to Dubai and you sent me a message and what did you say I no longer track (laughs) (laughs) it took a long time to get there but you have to trust yourself and whenever you do trust yourself you actually realize the thought of not tracking versus actually just not doing it is scarier you know what I mean like it's just think that oh my god I have no control but actually if you learn along the way and educate yourself as you're going and seeing the whole thing like as an education process like that's how I always think like see when I get a coach time I'm like the per coach like I'm just asking so many questions I'm like can you break that down for me can you explain why like can you do do it because at the end of the day like yeah they're there to hold you accountable but we can never do it for you so you have Mm -hmm. to put in the hard work but we're also here for any questions you ever need so that you can learn and you can understand as you go, so that when you do leave, you're well able to go on your way. Like, by the time we were coming to the end of coaching, like, we were just, I was keeping you accountable. You know, like, sometimes I had to pull yeah. you on the rocks, but I was just like, you're doing great, you're doing, you know, like, yeah. yeah, fantastic. You, It was just like a cushion there for you more than anything. And you were well ready to go on your own. And clearly, it has worked, because it's a few months now since we've been apart, and you're flying.
1: Yeah, I must say, absolutely I am. And what I would say To anybody is you know if you're not into the gym that is totally fine Tara is so much more about you know what it by just going to the gym like Tara completely changed my mindset because laziness in the gym was never really my problem it was my mindset that was holding me back from where I needed to be and I definitely would say a lot of my key successes and who I am today and where I am does come from Tara I 100% sing your praises so much so Thank you so much for everything. It's been
0: thank, amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I'm very, very grateful to have clients like you. But if if you want coaching, you can check out yeah. my bio. Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much, Trace, for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I know loads of people will resonate with everything that you've said today and the whole life transitions that you went through from moving away, understanding happiness isn't always in the destination. Being in a long distance relationship from being away is not easy either. And putting yourself first sometimes it's hard especially when you're working in a family business and working around your family and being with your family all the time as well um but you always push through and you controlled your controllables like you keep saying mm-hmm. um and it it paid off in the long term because if you never started back then it's highly unlikely that you'd be where you were now because the consistency would have been there it would have been the whole yo-yo cycling up and down and it's something that we can get caught in so easy but if Trace can tell you and teach you anything it's hard work, patience
1: and consistency. Absolutely. And
0: you, you smocked it. So thank you so much. <laughs> okay, It's a closing tradition on the podcast, right? That you have to say keep her lit.
1: Keep her lit?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>